I have another lightsaber, Carter. Mine was cooler than yours this time. Just yours was definitely more creative. More effort went into that. You double dipped. You did the lightsaber last. It's a different color. It's a different color, and you didn't get to do it on the intro last time. Right. So you did it like halfway in. So we'll we'll take it. I was not expecting. How many of those do you have? You'll find out. Tune in (laughs) next week. Now I'm excited. Now I feel silly. I just I, I hit a home run though. I think I put a dent in all. <laughs> um anyways, welcome to 100 x Engineering. Uh happy to have everyone here, all 2.4 million viewers. Um, I'm Carter Hesterman, your co-host, and and I am Drew Johnson, your other co-host. <laughs> um this has actually become an emoji on our Slack now of Carter Drew impersonation. If yeah. you don't get the joke, tune in for episode six, uh, where Carter imitates Drew for like the first two minutes of it. But um, let's see. The notes I have right now says uh, banter or some way to intro the topics for the show. Drew, what do you want to banter about? I don't know. What is our banter normally about? Oh, it's been kind of, a, kind of a whole thing. Um, I, I've got a private comment in here. Is that a lawnmower in the background? I'm sorry. Let me turn my mic down. It is a lawnmower in the background. You know, there was no noise until just now. You turned your lawn, you turned your mic down too much, though. It's not. not hello, hello, hello. Hi. Testing. Okay. Um, yes, it is a lawnmower. Apologies for the lawnmower in the background. Um, is it? Yeah, is it uh, like? Is it par? That's the wrong. I should not use sports terms. Is it like okay to reference like the meta of the show? Like the notes in the, for the show say I should do this. Let's do this now. I feel like that's breaking the fourth wall, but also it's kind of on brand for another message. It is on brand. We're not uh, we're not very strict here with what we adhere to, um, and it's too late. You've already mentioned the notes, and to be fair, the notes aren't very thorough, so we yeah, just have disbelief is gone. <laughs> Surprise! It's a show. We have notes. Um, I guess banter topic. I got a. I love interviewing. Interviewing is like one of my favorite parts of like the job, uh, and I love talking to like new candidates and getting excited with them about like the prospect. My least favorite part of that process is when like we have to turn people down and they're just like not a good fit yeah. or not right now. I try to be very gentle with it, but I've started accumulating what I call the hall of greatness. Um, ironically, because it's just like so bad. Like every once in a while, like once every, like once a quarter, I'll get an email from a candidate. that's like, I, I'm usually really gentle. Say, like, Hey, like you did great. Everybody really liked you. Um, there's just a few things that like, you know, we don't think you'd be set up for success right now, but like, please, like I'm more than willing to jump on a call, give you feedback, give you thoughts or anything. Like I try to be fairly like nice and like cordial about it. But once a quarter, someone will just light me up and be like, you such you son of a you asshole like <laughs> that was the worst interview process ever like you need to be better take advice from me and just like so i got one of those today um so my uh i was telling someone earlier like my patience with like my toddler at lunch was like from here and i read that i was like oh now i feel bad and now my patience level is down to here so if i seem extra like eccentric today it's because my, my patience level is 
Man, it's it's crazy people respond like that too because it's just so unprofessional. But it's so I interviewed this candidate in particular as well. It's so surprising. But anyway, yeah, that's I, I forwarded it on to the recruiter and they're like, "Oh, that surprises me." They're like very professional and everything else. I was like, "Yeah, that surprised me too." So I don't I don't know. Maybe I press people's buttons in a bad way or something. No, you know what it is. People just get so excited about the prospect of working with us that it's a big letdown. You know, that's what it is. Shattered their shattered their dreams. Um, Kind of a weird anyway, topic. Yeah. Do we want to do we want to intro to the uh that's yeah, let's go ahead. That's that's enough banter, I guess. Um <laughs> I cannot do this person justice that we're introing. He is the director of solutions, I believe, here at Jupiter One. Um, but quite a bit more than that. The title really doesn't do it justice. Um I guess we're just gonna have to find out who this person is. Let's welcome Akash. Let's give a big round of applause for Akash. Oh, Man, so, and now I need so styling. I'll use my my lunch fork. That's Please don't. Oh, is this thing on? Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry. I didn't. Oh, I didn't hello, welcome. On. Hey, How what's going you? on? Yeah. Hey. Um, You're looking nice great, day. dude. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Hair, Thanks. Yeah. Hair is rocking it. Oh, totally. Um, right. Akash, yeah, you want to like a brief introduction of yourself? Who you are? What you do? What your favorite dinosaur is? You have to tell us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. <clears throat> I'm gonna try and like not be super salesy and like businessy because this is just chill and uh, you know I, I'm like but I'm constantly in in sales calls and like calls with with customers so it's like I have to turn it all off for a minute but um so I, I lead the solutions architecture team which is basically sales engineering technical support all the technical aspects that are customer facing basically um, and yeah so. That's what I do uh, here at Jupiter One. So it's, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into that very, you know, hand waving. So. It is so much more than that, though. Like that is, that's like downplaying it to a large degree. I feel like Akash is like <laughs> a very, everybody at Jupiter One is a critical piece of the machine, right? But like Akash is also a critical piece of the machine and is frequently in front of customers working on like very important conversations, trying to help our customers be set up for success and helping to align expectations between them while also trying to get the dev team and the engineers to do the correct things that will help provide value to them, um, which is a very- uh, Appreciate that, Carter. Thank very you. Big I, job. Will, I will uh, upsell it a little bit in case there's anyone that wants to join my team that we do get to work with some pretty amazing customers, right? Um, like Cisco's and the Robin Hoods of the world, Databricks and all that. So there's a lot of- uh, now, Otherwise the ones you didn't list are gonna be offended. So right, right. So I have to list, not to list everybody, but I'll, I'll at least throw in HashiCorp too. You know what I mean? But like, there's there's some high profile work. But um, yeah, thanks, man. No, thank you. Um, I uh, as I was kind of as I was prepping for the show, I kind of uh, like to go and do some research on just like individuals and see, you know, so I can have some questions to ask them that go in the notes that we don't have or mention on the show because that breaks the fourth wall. Um, but uh, let me see if I can, I'm not going to share my screen for this, but there's a, there's a note. If you look at Akash's LinkedIn, everybody go look and connect with Akash because he's great. Excellent connection to have. Um, if you go and look down at the very bottom, so it's actually really interesting. It goes like solutions uh, or <laughs> solutions of director architecture, director of solutions <laughs> architecture, um, like CEO or what was your title? Yeah. Like co-founder or like founder of like a business. Um, then like, software engineer, like software engineer, and then like undergraduate research fellow. 
And if you look at that, it's at like National Institute, National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. And then at the bottom, it's like, made you look, if you're curious, I thought I wanted to be a doctor at the time, which I thought was really funny. Um, I just like excluded yeah. things from like my previous career, like things on that, but I want to throw something there now and do that because that's really clever. So the story there is like, I really did think I wanted to be a doctor and it wasn't even like the stereotypical, like my parents wanted me to be a doctor, which was true. I mean, they would have been thrilled if I were a doctor, don't get me wrong. But like, I actually thought I wanted to be a doctor too. Um, and so like all of high school and college, I actually was studying like for biomedical engineering. I was like, did research in high school too at like the Duke Cancer Center. And then like, I was at, I was like doing this stuff at NIHS and all this stuff. I really thought I was going to be a doctor of some kind. So I was getting this biological research experience. And uh, I just noticed that LinkedIn, after you put a certain number of experiences, like just says show more. So I was like, if anyone actually clicks on this on my profile, I'm going to be shocked. And I think you might be the first person to have ever clicked on it, Carter. So I decided to like stick it there and just be like, if you if you click this, you've got an Easter egg. I, I, no one's ever brought it up before. It's like been there for a long time. I love that. That makes me so happy uh, for a lot of reasons. Happy that you did it and happy that I... I get to have the title of first person to bring it up. Other yeah. things Passion joys that I found out. Uh, this was news to me actually because I have never actually like sat down and be like, Akash, when you're not like saving the world, what do you do for fun? Akash enjoys tennis, watching basketball, video games, listening to music, not watching TV and movies. I brought up uh, not Alvin and the Chipmunks, Rescue Rangers earlier because I love that movie. Go watch it. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I was like, ah, but Akash, this is not relevant because you don't like watching movies and TV. Uh, video games, though, Akash has been playing Elden Ring, and I have to shout him out for playing a strength build because totally. I like the big hammers, and I also play a strength build. So I will give you, like, a high five through the... Respect. Oh, sure. Shoot. Uh, there we go. Oh, that, that works. Oh, nice. That actually, pretty good. You're on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. You did so, it. Uh, I just beat Elden Ring this past weekend, actually, so that's cool. But, oh, man of culture. Well done. That's not a simple feat. <laughs> and you have time to work while doing that. That is more than I can you know, say. Uh, it's because I'm not watching any TVs or movies, though. Like, no TV, no movie. <laughs> yeah, Rescue Rangers takes up a decent amount of time. You can't play all the movies. Drew, do you want to enter our game? Yeah, our game has been intro before. Uh, we played this a we played this last, last show, right? And it yeah. is a fan favorite. We are playing Tetris or Tetra.io. Tetrio. Competitive Tetris with some violence added in. Oh, no, this is a terrible layout. And from what I've heard, Akash is, is quite good at Tetris, so I'm a little afraid because I lost last time. No, 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 no. I'm not good at Tetris. I actually know people that are really good at Tetris. Like my roommate in college and my roommate in high school, they – I went to a boarding school for high school. They both uh, – back when Tetris Friends was a thing, they were like literally in the top 10 in the world in Tetris. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like in Man. the like, sweaty like Tetris the scoreboard, right there. like they're literally like number one and number six. It was crazy, so anyway. Jeez. Yeah. So we posted uh, the link if anyone wants to join. So I'm, I'm awful at Tetris is what I'm trying oh, to say. Akash says he's awful at Tetris and then we were just like playing around with it on Thursday last week and he just like walloped me, just like stomped me immediately. Like I was doing something awesome, like my screen just like exploded out the ceiling and then like all, everything was just, it was terrible. It was really bad. So. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. Um, no. So this will be fun. Um, kind of topic for the day though. Feel free to join the, feel free to join the game. Um, we'll be happy to have you join us. Uh, you can join after, yeah, we got Chum in here. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, we'll wait for Drew to get in here. You join later, um, it will get you in on the next round. Uh, we'll probably play a couple of rounds in here, so just stay stay on it. Um, but yeah, kind of the topic I want to go over today. So Akash started. <laughs> wait, server will restart for maintenance in ten minutes. All right, we're, we got ten minutes, and then we'll have to read right. how it looks like. Womp. So uh, that's unexpected. Didn't they know that hundred X was streaming today? Yeah, um, you'd think. Uh, come on, tetrino.org. Uh, we're gonna play something random now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we can do the egg game. <laughs> uh, oh no! <laughs> all right, I'm gonna get this started. But while I'm getting this started, uh, so topic for the day: the astute amongst you might notice this is 100x engineering, not 100x solutions, not 100x sales, or even 100x CEOmanship. Um, but Akash is not an engineer. However, if you were listening carefully, Akash was once an engineer. Um, which is really quite interesting career trajectory to take of going from kind of a non-customer facing job. You worked at Cisco as an engineer, right? Um, I did. Oh man, I'm pressing um, buttons. I'm gonna ask you yeah, questions. This is actually really hard to do while talking to you. <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna lie. That's my um, goal. Yeah, uh, so let's see. So I worked at Cisco as a software engineer, yes. Um, it was basically, a internship that turned into a, you know, an actual job. And I actually really liked working there, but uh, I realized like, I didn't feel enough ownership for my work, like, and I just wanted to be like closer to the value I was creating, right? Like understand the actual problems of the customer and so on and so forth and do work that was like a bit more high stakes, honestly. So. I felt like I was too early in my career to really make that request. So what I did was just start my own company after that, actually. That is nuts. Like, that's such a big shift. Um, Drew, I'm going to let you ask the next question because I'm losing here. Yeah, I actually got kicked out of the game, so it's fine. Um, I, can, I can talk freely. It's really bad, man. Focused. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Oh, this is, this is about to be over anyway. Um, so, I mean, so can you describe that company a little bit that you started, Akash, and maybe some of the... Yeah. The early challenges you face? Totally. Um, so it was an AI company um, for, uh, for, the, for the financial services sector. So to not make it super boring, basically we used neural networks to try and analyze unstructured data um, and gain insights into the risk of investing into different securities like stocks and bonds and ETFs and things like that. So um, it wasn't like a market prediction tool. That's like what we're usually people are like, oh, were you trying to predict the market? It's like, no, that's not really how it works. Um, but we were trying to predict, for lack of a better word, or for like a common word, the risk associated with an investment. So like estimate the risk. Um, and we ended up being like pretty valuable. Uh, there are some very well-known hedge funds that purchased our tool, very well-known investment banks that partnered with us. Um, but in the end, we were just a small business. We were kind of very R&D shop and we had about 30 people at our peak. We were in business for seven years, um, but we operated very much as a small business. We only raised like 3 million that whole time. So you can imagine like it was very, uh, you know, like organic growth focused, uh, not like, you know, not not the roller coaster and rocket ship that Jay Wong is, for, for example. So. Yeah, if you guys can't gather, uh, Akash is very humble because he just smoked us in Tetris and he just humbly bragged about his AI startup, financially based. 
three million. I mean, that's awesome. A lot that sounds way cooler than you're giving it credit for. But yeah, this this meme <laughs> seems, seems appropriate. That's that's a solid meme. Um, I think uh, I think I knew what I actually did though, which was uh, which was the bottom right for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that's so insane. so much anxiety, man. It was very stressful for those I seven bet. years. I'm, yeah, we actually. COVID was the kind of end of us in, in a sense. Um, we like the financial markets were really impacted in 2020, really affected a lot of our sales motion. And um, we just kind of had to wrap it up, right? We, it was too hard to raise money at that time too. So um, it was it was an awkward end, but all my employees went off to like really good situations. Some of them started another company and um, yeah. So, you know, I, I ended up at Jupiter One eventually, which was, pretty sweet i'm actually very happy to be here so you'd actually yeah. already interviewed at jupiter one earlier right so actually i interviewed after that happened i interviewed in february of 2021 and the market crashed in march of 2020 so i was like the last person to leave the ship um as expected um and yeah are we playing another one or uh yeah we'll do another one I'm yeah i mean i mean as a guess it, it just didn't like it when i made an All account right. Yeah, let's That's start. Cool. You, I was going to let you share more of your story first, but. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I was like, look, we only have five minutes for me to like. Yeah, yeah you're right. We've hopefully got... lose. Right. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> let's do this. I'm um, just kidding. Um, so. Oh, shoot. I did not mean to pocket that piece. Um, again, you, you guys. So I think what you're saying, like, uh, like being closer to the value you were providing is actually like something I think makes like for a really good engineer of like recognize thinking beyond just the scope of like i'm closing tickets i don't necessarily care what the company does or doesn't do i just want to like clock in clock out and do my stuff um i think the best engineers are frequently the ones that are thinking critically about how they can provide value to the business that's what separates an engineer from a programmer in my opinion oh that was a really bad piece of placement um oh don't start that uh damn man what the hell is this uh <laughs> So, but I think like making the jump so far from like non-customer facing to customer facing, did you foresee yourself wanting to get into like that kind of a position or was it just being closer to the value? Like, did you want to talk to customers? That's actually such a good question. I actually thought that like when I was younger, I thought sales was the literal last position I would ever do in my life. Um, like if you could ask me when I was young, I would have told you like, I hate sales and I will never ever be a salesperson. Um, so it was, it was very interesting, right? I didn't like the idea of having to pick up a phone and like call someone and, and so on and so forth. So yeah, total, totally just like it happened to me kind of scenario where I realized I need to be able to talk to customers to have a business and just learn the skills required kind of thing. That is uh, that's so like, opposite end of the spectrum right like i one of my other you, you took one of my questions one of my questions i guess that leaves us more time to play tetris um but one of my questions was going to be like if you asked yourself from like 10 years ago like hey what do you think of where i'm at today like what would they say great question um i think they'd be pretty pleased um in the sense that we learned some new skills and you know we're, we're doing well at jupiter one which is doing well you know what i mean um, yeah I'm pretty good here. Um, I'm getting nervous. Oh, no, there it is. 
you're just oh. you didn't even have you weren't even close i'm over here sweating bullets while you're just like casually just making my life a living hell here um, oh that was you okay cool 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 oh um, that, that was definitely me uh, nice 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 consistent consistent nice um, and Drew, uh, no, no, sorry. So, but to your question, like I'd say young me would be really happy. Young me was like really go with the flow. So they wouldn't have been surprised by any answer, to be honest. Like if I was like, Hey, guess what? Young me, you're now doing this. They'd been like, okay, cool. That sounds good. Are we, you know, what else, what else you got going on? You know, um, right. are you, are you married? You know, do you have kids? <laughs> All that type of stuff. You know? Um, young me was like, you know, very much just go get good grades, go, be a doctor, you know what I mean? So, right. So it's like I didn't understand life for a while. Uh, if that makes sense. But you understand it now. That's what you oh, understand. Yeah. I, which yeah. makes that that checks out. Um, I uh, the, that's interesting. It's so like I, I want to ask you like what ultimately led you stepping into this role. You kind of answered that though about like being like closer to customer value. It's just. Um, I, I guess like at what point did you decide you wanted to start your own company? When it was it when, yeah. At, at what point did you realize like, I want to do my own thing now? Like that's a big so step. One thing, I would not. Yeah, one thing we didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Um, one thing we didn't talk about is I actually dropped out of college to do that. So really like, I was at, yeah, I was at, <clears throat> so I went to a boarding school for high school called the school of the North Carolina school of science and math. And that's like part of the UNC system. You have to like apply to it. It's a whole thing, just like applying to college, but it's for junior and senior year of, of high school. You have to live there. And then, you know, you kind of get free tuition to in-state colleges if you're accepted. So I had free tuition to UNC Chapel Hill. So obviously I went there and I kind of realized I didn't like the big school. It was like 45,000 undergrads and whatnot. And I wasn't feeling it. Um, you know, I was doing fine in class and obviously, but I didn't, my friends from high school were more like my speed. And so for what it's worth, I was having fun goofing off and whatnot, but ultimately I felt like it was a waste of time. So I dropped out um, and I was actually working at SAS and at Cisco part-time while I was in college and then decided to not pursue that job at the end of college um, because I thought, Hey, I can kind of see what I'm going to be doing for a while. If I go this path, like I'll be doing this for, longer than I want to be. So let's just take a risk right now. And obviously my parents flipped out, you know, cause it's not like a, first of all, it's not a very East coast thing to do. It's a very West coast thing to do um, to like drop out and start a business. And um, it's definitely not a very like Indian American thing to do or Indian thing to do. Like my parents lost it uh, in a sense, right? They're like completely, um, you know, could not imagine why we would do this. And credit to them, it's because they came from India on the back of like working hard on their education to get like educational visas and postdocs and so on to be able to come here. So like, you know, they were like, how could you forsake the one thing that's gotten our family here or whatever? So it was like a big deal um, to not to not graduate. But uh, I don't know, when I was younger, I just was very arrogant or whatever it was. I just did not give a shit. So I just went for it anyway. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, it's a good time to take risk, I guess, when you're younger. So it ended up working That was out, my obviously. logic, right? That was my logic at the time was just, hey, when am I going to be able to take this risk again, right? And when I think about it now, I'm so thankful I worked for J1 with a wife and, you know, thinking about family and all that because, I mean, the risk of a startup at this point is so, it's so high. It's like, wow, couldn't imagine just being a founder again. So, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, um, I mean, obviously the, the things that pulled you in the direction of starting your company were pretty strong feelings. I'm sure you still share a lot of the, the things that drive you and maybe drove you here to Jupiter One. Are there things here at Jupiter One that overlap with what you were looking for when you started your company and kind of the experience? And you've already mentioned some of it, but um, is it, do you get some of that here? Oh, yeah. A lot of it, actually. That's what I... If I could go back and tell my younger self something, it would be like, hey, you haven't considered this option because you're really hasty and rash, but you could work for someone else's company that is also a startup instead of trying to start one from scratch with no experience doing so. Um, so, you know, there's like so many lessons learned along the way that I think have been useful here at J1 for having done that. And there was actually a real shot at success at some point in there. You know what I mean? Like we had offers to be purchased and things like that, but we actually turned them down because we thought we had more to do. But um, there's, you know, but the, but the reality is like Jupiter One satisfies all that for for sure, right? And is on like a trajectory that I actually really don't think I could have seen if I had started a company myself, right? So it's really cool to be along for the ride, but then still get a lot of, you know, that startup feeling everything is important. All your work is important. Anything that you can do and any problems that you see, if you can fix them, if you can take initiative, it's game changing, right? Um, all those things are like not true at a massive company, but so true even at like a thousand person company, but definitely at a hundred something person company like we are right now. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's really well put. And I mean, to your point, there's a lot of overhead and other things that you probably didn't enjoy doing as much, but you had the responsibility for at your company that are now someone else's problem. <laughs> And you get to yeah. focus on the stuff that's fun. So I, you can I feel say that, that again. a little bit. <laughs> that's definitely true. Taxes, <laughs> like balance sheets. Oh my right. gosh, those are the freaking worst. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I uh, have, I, I guess, what skills are like, what, ex well, first, like commenting on that, I guess, like, it, it's like in engineering, I feel like a lot of people just like expect you to just like create stuff and like make things. Like, one of the implicit things is like, you know, like, what hobby projects are you working on? What things are you working on? And like every hobby project like has to be tied to like some future monetary gain that you're going to like make a Facebook or Twitter or something like that. And like um, the, what you just vocalized of like, I'm like, you don't have to be a part of like, you don't have to be the, the founder, like the idea guy or girl to like make a company or like to get that experience. Like that's kind of what I've settled into in my career is like, I don't necessarily want to be the person that like has the idea. I want to find a good idea and like help that person make that idea and like execute on that. Like, that's what I'm here for. Um, yeah. So if you talk to, sorry, go ahead. Nope. Go. Oh, I was going to say, if you talk to like, I mean, and you probably have had this conversation with folks, but if like VCs and stuff, I mean, they will hundred percent say it's execution over idea, like a million times out of a million. Right. It's like not even a single time does the idea, like having a good idea even matter. You know what I mean? It's like, and even CEOs say that there's like some survey. I wish I could find it offhand, but I remember the rank stack order at least. There's like 200 something CEOs out of Y Combinator, and they're all successful. And they're like, "Hey, what was the most important thing to your success?" And the survey basically showed stack rank. The most important thing was their team, and the least important thing was the idea. Um, so it's uh, it's exactly that. Funding was like second to the bottom or something like that. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I frequently like when I'm trying to like, when I'm interviewing people and like telling them about the company and they ask me what my favorite part of the company is, I, I usually respond with like the team, like I love the people I work with. Uh, they're smart, they're brilliant, they're funny. Um, 
they have great mustaches, great facial hair. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, and then the other thing I follow up is like I have so much like confidence in my teammates that like we could pivot to being an online dating service one day, and I have no doubt that we would still find a way to succeed. Like, we yeah, talked yeah. about it That's too. Right. Online graph based right. dating. <laughs> yeah. imagine. Is is that what the con I remember a conversation? It was not dating, but it was graph based something. Um, Jupiter <laughs> two, here it comes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was so going to say it's yeah. relationships. It's just relationships. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. I was uh, going to say I actually forgot the thing that was on the top of that list, which is so important too, is the timing. Um, yeah. Actually, the number one thing CEO said was most important that. It's out of their control, which is why I forgot about it, is the timing, right? Um, there's an element of market timing that's just like legitimately out of your control. It's a serious risk. Um, for example, we straight up can't control that there might be a recession happening soon, right? And and so on, right? Um, so those types of things like COVID for my business and, and other stuff like that are genuinely out of your hands. And uh, yeah, so timing is like, ironically, the thing they voted for the most even though these are CEOs and you think they'd pat themselves on the back, they're like very real. So, yeah. right. Um, that's really interesting. I hate like that. That's like a very important factor because hey, you can't control it. You can react to it and choose how you handle it, but it's out of your control. Um, we've got Chum in here uh, saying that J date is already taken. That is true. That, that one's already <laughs> taken for any of our 2.4 million viewers. If you have any other thoughts or suggestions about what we could name our Jupiter one online dating service, I would love to hear those actually. So please uh, drop those in the comments and I will feature those. Um, also, I have good news to everybody. The servers are back online for Tetrio. All right. <laughs> Their maintenance window is complete now. So there's the new link if you want to jump in on this. I'm getting in um, on this one for sure. <laughs> uh, what skills from like starting a company to like working in J1 have like specifically transferred over? Like I, your jobs are, I, there's a decent amount of similarity, right? Of, like you're selling a product, you're trying to get people to buy into it and help them yeah. sell yeah. for success, I guess. What specifically, like, I guess, would you say has helped you in your role here? I'd say the intangibles are like even more, I mean, don't get me wrong, the sales experience, I was fortunate enough to be mentored by the former CRO of Lenovo. Um, Shout out to Tom Looney. He he, uh, you know, mentored me in sales as a pure backend engineer guy. So, you know, he was working with nothing, and um, I'm I'm quite decent at it now. So I I think, um, you know, I definitely agree. The sales skills, the architectural, like understanding cloud architecture, all that stuff's really important. But even more important were the soft skills you kind of get, like. I have to interface with a board, right? Look, we had serious C-level people yeah. on our board, like this, like the CIO of US Bank and other folks, right? And they were, they were hardcore, right? They're like, hey, how's this stuff going? And how's your, how's the balance? How's the money? Where, where are things going? What's the forecast, et cetera? So, like yeah. navigating those waters were, kind of like just, you know, any other conversation with a customer is like a cakewalk. <laughs> it's right. like, oh my God, there's no pressure on a demo. When I'm talking just presenting product that I know in and out for a customer um, compared to the pressure I felt, you know, in front of my board, having no idea what our forecast is in the wake of like the pandemic, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah. there's no pressure Jeez. at all, you know, potentially having to tell investors that their money's gone and stuff. So anyway. Um, I got to shout this out really quick just cause I love it for a lot of reasons. Keep it or one, uh, Mr. Ardenator. Keep it or one, <laughs> dang. <laughs> I kind of have mixed emotions about like the one on the end because like we're trying to pair people together 
but there's something to be said about like the individual like it is made up of like ones um yeah so yeah uh, we'll say you're trying to be one with yeah you're your soulmate one. One. There you go. i like that taking two separate individuals and making them one this is deep well done mm -hmm. mr one plus one equals one you know what i mean that's like the <laughs> motto <laughs> um yeah i mean you could actually use j1 for that i guess if like you got the correct name in there like find potential partner with brown hair equals true <laughs> or something i don't know uh that's <laughs> i'm using alerting for it i'm very very easy to please you're finding the one i like that that's a that's a good one um we're gonna get <laughs> do this again. I gotta come up with like a banger question to ask a cock so he can't focus on. Yeah, please distract him. Uh, and okay, I'm very much. Let's see. Um, oh, shoot, I'm, I, there we go again. I'm not paying attention. Uh, just get this thing in place really quick. I can't talk and do this at the same time. Yes, I can. What was my other question that I had on here? Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like your job is like extremely vulnerable. Like if things are going, let me let me let me actually rephrase that into a question. Do you think your job is very vulnerable? Like I feel like when things are going wrong, you're like the first person to know and like deal with it. Is that accurate? I'd say that's it's a little fair. I don't want to like tell a. I don't want to say that I don't like it though. You know what I mean? It's like fair. to some level, I want to be the first person on top of something right because i trust <laughs> not that i don't trust everyone else but like you know you I can trust get it that yeah i'm like hey i want to know what the yeah. situation is i trust my critical thinking like we'll we'll figure out a solution right um and in that sense it's nice so um yeah i mean but yes it's true there's definitely like in the sense of hey you're vulnerable because you have to be in front of the customer and put your name on the line and you know they might be upset and they're literally going to be upset with you. I mean, yeah, that's all, that's all definitely true. Um, and you know, that's true for everyone in, in, on the customer facing team. All right. Not just me. So um, yeah, that's fair. there's definitely a lot of good work that happens on that team in general. So everyone. Oh my gosh. What did you just do to me? <laughs> Is anybody else seeing that? <laughs> Let's make it stop. Um, do you, okay, so my next question is gonna be like, do you thrive off of that? Like, do you enjoy that? Cause like a little crazy is a good thing, but also like, that's not for everybody. There's some people that like get the stress and then it's like, I, I'm out, like I can't handle this. That is true. I, there is a, there's a limit, right? I've, you know, candidly burnt out in the past in my career, right? It's, it's like, it's almost unavoidable if you push yourself to your limits. That's like literally the definition of how you get to burning out, right? So there's um, there's definitely some challenges there. This is actually really hard to talk about now. Um, <laughs> you're not talking at all and I'm still struggling. <laughs> oh gosh, he's too good. Um, but I was gonna say the, I, I do not even understand um, what I'm saying right now. It's so hard to talk <laughs> at this moment. Um, moment but yeah, literally, I, I can't even remember what the question was. <laughs> Just Tetrio is taking over. Drew, you're falling behind. What are you doing, man? Represent the show. Uh, doing my best. Man, Akash, this is clean. Like that, that, that wasn't very. Gosh, yeah, this is. Oh fuck my. Oh sorry. Is this a censor? 
Um, okay. Well played. Well done. I think you've won every single game. Uh, okay. No, so, yeah, the question was, like, how do you, I guess, like, how do you feel about, like, the... We can edit that in post, right? There's no expletive. I said, you know, fuh. You know, I was talking about the, I was talking about the soup. Um, but, uh... <laughs> right, we're allowed to do post. <laughs> but, but, yeah, can you, can you, uh, can you repeat the question? I, it was kind of less of a question, more of a statement, and, like, seeing, like, react to the statement of, like, your position seems extremely stressful at times. Um, like, every time there's an outage, um, for prospective customers, yeah, yeah. I, rem I remember now. Sorry. So I was talking about burnout, right? So it's kind of a serious topic. So, you know, it's like a real, it's a real problem, especially if you're the type that just self-motivated, willing to push yourself to a limit, or if you have a boss, hopefully no one feels like that on my team, that's just pushing you to the limit. Um, and you feel like you have no room to breathe, then, you know, it's just like over-exercise, right? Uh, for those familiar with that phenomenon, you like work out too much and actually you're not building up muscle anymore. You're actually breaking it down, you can't recover and you'll cause long-term stress and injury. So like, it's a very similar for the brain, you know, as far as mental health and burnout goes. So I, um, there's definitely an element of like, hey, this is high stress, right? This is a high stress job. These are really important customers. Their problems are really important because these are security problems. So it's not like we can just say like, oh, they can't get to their ticketing system, right? It's like, like I think Atlassian was down for months, not to call them out, but it's true, right? For some customers. And we can never be in that position, right? So it's um, there's definitely some pressure, but it's all about just having techniques to manage that and having a support team, like a support system. Everyone on the team helps each other out. You know, no one owns a problem end to end. Um, and obviously, the engineering team is phenomenal here. So they they take a lot of pressure off when there's a customer issue and they're able to actually resolve it. You know what I mean? So right. uh, yeah, appreciate that compliment. Um, so he's kind of shuffling the, the things around. That happens yeah, I was getting a little nauseating. Um, <laughs> thanks for stopping that. Um, so final question here, kind of you kind of just answered this, but for anyone interested in taking a similar path to you, especially maybe from an engineering background, um, moving to a more customer facing role, maybe starting their own company. Do you have any tips, advice, things you learned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. There's so much to unpack in that question. Um, I'll start with like, the, I'll start with step one. Like, who are you gonna found this with? You know what I mean? Like, it boils back to that more, even more so than the idea, right? It's like, it's just like you were saying earlier, like you feel confident that the people here, we could just suddenly pivot into a totally random space as long as we were all still on the same team, we'd be like, fine, you know what I mean? Um, but exactly Jupiter <laughs> one so so like that who you're founding it with mission critical like if you make the wrong choice there it's done from the get so you can't you can't spend too much time on choosing those initial that initial core team that's going to be just helping you get there right um and that's sure. probably true for as long as you can keep that up in hiring but um but anyway so i think we did a great job of that here at the core team i have so much respect for so Shout out to Carter, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so absolutely. Um, so that's, that's, that's the most important thing to be honest. But other than that, just make sure your partner, right? If you're in a relationship is thoroughly on board, right? Not just like, okay, let you can try it out for a year or whatever. That's like not going to be enough, right? Um, trying to do it part-time on the side and thinking that's going to get somewhere when you have a real full-time job, like a, at, like at Jupiter one or, or somewhere else that's also not going to get there, right? It requires some serious commitment. So um, overall, I'd say 
make sure you're committed, make sure your family can commit with you, right? Make sure, you know, you have the people you want to start this with. And honestly, make sure you're capable of doing as many roles in the company amongst that founding team as possible, right? Like that founding team has to be able to do everything from that's required on day one. So you can't be like, oh, we're this is the founding team, but we have this huge gap in X and we're just going to hire that person as employee number one. That person needs to be part of the founding team. You got to find who that is. So um, that kind of thing. So. Okay, Carter, can you bring in a meme uh, I added before this? I think it's applicable. Yes. I, I want like, That is amazing advice. Like massive words of wisdom from Akash right there. Yes. Like, I love yes. that. That is huge. It can be summed up in this meme. Josh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you just say that? <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's that's pretty freaking accurate. To, um, to summarize that. everything you just said. <laughs> the, the, uh, the hair loss I had while running my company, I cannot deny it was guaranteed stress related. Like if I, if I, if I move this to the side, it was like, this is a lot of hair loss. I'm not, I'm not joking. Your hair um, looks great, dude. Like that's not just cause you were combing it, like, you know, bleeding over into like starting the show when you're still like doing your hair. Like it just looks awesome. So, <laughs> but uh, no, but the, uh, but the hair loss is, is, is for real. The second I, I stopped, <laughs> the second I left that behind, right. Like I haven't lost any hair since the yeah, there's been a phase in my career that I've gone through where I've uh, you know used yeah. to be here now it's starting to kind of come back a little bit. Um, it's like literally stopped. I'm like, wow, did it? It was really the stress. I thought I was just getting old fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need like a happier note to like end on than like hair loss. Like, give me something here, Drew or Kosh. Like, what's up? Oh um, yeah, I mean that's that's all advice. So I don't think you hear that a lot um, for the partner side of things and just for. For the people where you're really trying to get into something with is really important um right it, it, we could talk about this even further i think we probably shouldn't because it will go off on so many tangents and go over time um future episodes future episode it'd be cool to talk about um because for me it's just daunting to think about being so customer facing as yeah. an engineer at this point um and i know you have lots of input on that but uh probably should save that for another time we'll save that for yeah. next time or in the future next time we have a on the show akash Thank you so much, dude, for joining us. It has been an utter, utter pleasure being able to hang out with you and have my ass utterly just like whooped by you in Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was going to happen too. Knew it. I knew it too. I, I even practiced and it just did not go well. Didn't matter. It's okay. If I, um, no, good game. If good I had game. like one parting word on the startup thing, just because I forgot, Please. I should definitely mention this, is don't try and start a business that has no competitors. I think like it's a common mistake for first time founders. They're like, Oh, I want to do something unique that no one's doing. Mm -hmm. Someone has to want and already be doing what you're what you're trying to do. Um, if you don't have any competitors, that means you don't have a market. No one wants it. So, man, um, I've read books on that. Like they claim you need to be a monopoly right off the bat. I'm like, that doesn't sound like good advice. Like, <laughs> that's like we're promised useless. Quoting Akash and putting that on the Twitter feed because that is the, the only the only exception to that is literally if you're so sure there's a problem that no one's addressing, you're the first mover, but you should have competitors extremely soon. If there's ever a time like you've been in business for years with no competitors, that's, that's not a good sign. So. Yeah, competitors are one of the best signs of business validation. <laughs> yeah, seriously, um, exactly. Great words of wisdom, Akash, we appreciate it. Uh, let's give a round of applause to Akash for joining us. Akash, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for no problem. Everything. Everybody else is applauding. Eight, all 2.4 million, just all 2.4 million. Just rounds of applause, massive. Five. 
Yeah. Uh, I can hear them down the street. Um, cool, man. We well, appreciate your time, and we will catch you next time. I'm going to send you cool, back man. to you now. See you, Kosh. Uh, it feels so powerful being able to just, like, send people. Like, Drew, I could just, like, send you backstage right now. And then, oh, he's gone. And now he's back. <laughs> that was jarring. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I probably power, power swear, solemnly swear never to do that again. I'm just breaking the fourth wall left and right today. Um, pop quiz. When's our next episode? It's in two weeks from today. <laughs> All right. uh, like every other time. Yeah, it's uh, June 14th. June 14th is the next episode. We'll be having a special that time where it is just the Drew and Carter special. We will be playing the egg game. Uh, stay tuned because that game rocks. Uh, and you all will be able to join us on it. Uh, but Drew and I will be talking about uh, how to have effective like team culture in a remote environment, hackathons, and team activities, and like how to just kind of foster like a, a good team uh, vibe. We'll frame it that way. Um, anything else before we should sign off? I think yeah, looking forward to it. That was awesome. Just as good. I'm really glad that the server maintenance is really fast. Like mad props to the people at Tetrio for resolving Tetrio that. Tetrio team audit. sponsored by Tetrio. Yeah, sponsored by Tetrio. Um, please sponsor us and send us some free Tetris swag. Uh, I think that's it. With that, uh, let's roll the credits, right?